The portion of scripture that I would like to discuss is from John chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? This is an extremely important portion of Scripture. It clearly states that one must be born again to be with Jesus in heaven for eternity. We better know and completely understand what this portion of Scripture is saying, for our very eternal lives depend on it. It must not be taken lightly or simply dismissed thinking that we are ready for heaven for any reason other than the one we've just read. When Jesus told Nicodemus, who incidentally was a religious leader, that he would never see the kingdom of God unless he was born again, Nicodemus did not understand. He said to Jesus, wait a minute, what do you... What you are saying seems quite impossible to me. After all, it seems like you're saying that I would have to jump back into my mother's womb and be born a second time. How can this be? Nicodemus certainly showed not only his lack of understanding of what Jesus was saying, but he also made it evident that he was not born again and therefore unable to enter the kingdom of heaven. But his question, I believe, was sincere because he probably thought that he was right with God after all. He was a Jewish leader. He may have led worship. He may have taught out of the Old Testament. He may have preached in the synagogues. After all, he was a Pharisee. Wasn't he going to go to heaven for doing his best to obey the commandments and laws of God? I'm sure that up to this point, Nicodemus felt pretty confident in the address of his eternal home. I don't think he gave it a second thought where he was going to go after he physically died. Until now... For during this encounter with Jesus, Nicodemus is hearing things he had never listened to before. But by his questions, we know that Nicodemus was not born again. Therefore, his correct deduction is that he will not see the kingdom of heaven, ever. I think at this point, Nicodemus is confused, but he may also be sweating profusely as he thinks about an eternity apart from God. He may be thinking, man, after all these years, I got it all wrong? All of my own works done to learn more about God and to do His work and obey His commandments have all gone for naught? In essence, Jesus would answer those questions with, yes, Nicodemus, you are right. You have done all those things thinking that they would make you right before my Father. But I'm telling you here and now that if you add all of them up, 
you have not been good enough to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus is clear. You must be born again. So what does that mean? Well, first, Jesus is speaking spiritually. You and I must be born again spiritually. How does that happen? Well, according to the scriptures, it happens when we repent of our sins and personally ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. At that moment in time, when we confess our sinfulness to him and ask him to forgive us and to be our Lord, the Bible states that we are born again. It is a specific moment in time, just like being physically born. You and I were born at a certain time, on a certain day, in a certain month of a certain year. We celebrate that specific moment in time annually. Well, maybe not the exact moment in time, but you get the idea. We celebrate uh, our birth every single year. Our, Our spiritual birth is the same in that regard. There's a moment in time when we were born again, but this time spiritually. And it is absolutely necessary to be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is clear in this passage. Let me share with you what the Bible says will not get you to heaven. Church attendance, saying daily prayers, reading the Bible every day, increasing your knowledge of God, having godly parents or a godly family, having a pastor or a minister or anyone else for that matter tell you or me that there is more than one way to get to heaven. Being a good person. Maybe having uh, have had a very difficult time on earth looking for God to repay you in the next life. Being religious. Taking communion. Knowing about Jesus. Things like believing that he walked the earth or believing that he's the son of God. Most of those things are good. And believing that Jesus walked the earth and that he is the son of God are essential in saving faith. But Jesus says that's not enough. If you stop there, you have no personal relationship with the Savior. And therefore, you're not born again and have no eternal life with him. I spent half of my adult life or more believing in Jesus. I believed he was the Son of God. I believed he walked the earth. I believe he did miracles. And I believed he went to the cross and died for the sins of the world. But that's simply not enough. Not according to Jesus. You know, this list is not an all-inclusive list. It's just a representative one. And as you read it, you might be saying, Wait, I think I've done many of all these things. I, I believe that I believe in many or most or all of these things. Shouldn't that put me a bit closer to God than the guy who was robbed or murdered or raped? Well, the world's answer, we all know, is a resounding yes. You are a good person. Unfortunately, Scripture tells us otherwise. It says, no, you are not an inch closer to the kingdom of God if you've done all these things a million times for over 50 years. We find this important verse in the book of Isaiah from chapter 64, verse 6. It says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, 
have taken us away. You see, there is nothing we can do to earn our way to heaven. To be able to enter the kingdom of heaven is quite simple, but most ignore the teaching of our Lord when he said you must be born again. And also important is the fact that knowing about Jesus and believing facts about him and his life is also not enough to enter the kingdom of heaven. How do I know? Because Jesus said you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. He didn't say you need to know more about me or you need to live a better life or a more righteous life. No, you must be born again. Someone once said that the 12 inches or roughly a foot between your head and your heart is the biggest distance that keeps people out of the kingdom of heaven. And, and what they were saying is this, you can know all about Jesus. You could pass an exam on Christianity and get 100%. You can pray to Jesus. You can be reverent to God the Father. You can do all those things and more. And while they're all good things... They are not enough for you or for me to gain entrance into the kingdom of God. Salvation, which is really being saved from our sins and saved to God, is a free gift. It is offered to you and me and every living human being. Most will ignore that free gift of salvation, which comes only through Jesus. Many will think that their church attendance or their pious living will gain them entrance. Some will even think that to get to heaven we need Jesus and then we have to perform some good works. All of those interpretations are wrong and have led many to eternal destruction. The Catholic Church teaches some of those things. The liberal Christian church in America teaches some of those things. And you know, Satan wants us to believe the things of the world and not the things written in Scripture because his goal is to take as many people with him to hell for eternity as he possibly can. And what better way than to convince people that they will be okay on Judgment Day? There's only one way to be okay on that day. You must be born again. The Bible says that when that happens, there will be an actual moment in time. Angels will rejoice and you will be a new creation. Bible says the old has gone and the new has come. There is no more important issue in your lifetime or mine, for our very eternal lives depend on it. Now, ask yourself, as I ask myself, was there a moment in time when you prayed to the Lord telling him that you're a sinner and that you want to repent of those sins and have him to be your Lord and Savior? The exact words don't matter, but the prayer itself does. You see, you will have prayed that prayer at some moment in time, and if it came from your heart, at that moment the Spirit of God will have opened your eyes and taken residence in your body, and you would have become born again at that very instant in time. It doesn't matter if we can recall the hour or the date or the place or whatever. It only matters that we know the moment we became a new creation. For you do know it. There is no doubt. God does not hide or cover it or camouflage the knowledge of our salvation. No, he makes it clear to us so that we will know that we are at that point children of the living God and we will have peace with God through salvation that comes only from Jesus Christ. So to all who read this, you must ask yourself if you're born again. Don't kid yourself. Don't let years of religious behavior fool you. Don't listen to the past words of a pastor or minister if he told you anything other than what the Bible states. 
don't base your eternal life on your thoughts, your ideas, your rationalizations, your feelings, or your emotions. Base your relationship with God on His Word, on the saving work of His Son, and on the work of the Holy Spirit having changed your life. If you've not been born again, now is the time. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Do not wait. No one knows if they have tomorrow. Eternity has no end. Hell is real. And anyone who is not born again is destined for hell. Those are not my words or my thoughts. They're not my interpretation. They're what Jesus said in the very passage that we're reading today. He went on to say, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in the day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Now listen. Jesus goes on to say, he says, And then I will profess to them, I never knew you, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. In the first epistle of John, he says, John says, These things have I written unto you, that that you may believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. He doesn't say you have to know more about Jesus. You must believe on him. Jesus said in in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 2, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was talking about himself. He was right there in their presence. Repent of your sins, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and accept his free gift of salvation through being born again. What's wrong with doing that today? If you've never done this, and you do pray a prayer of repentance and ask Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior on the Word of God, you may be sure you have just been welcomed into his family for all of eternity. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.